Welcome to Lift Leadership Podcast with Bobby Alger. Each episode, Bobby will share insights and tips from his over 25 years of church leadership experience. For new episodes and more information, please visit crossroadswinchester.com. Are you a person that works well or rests well? If you're engaging in this podcast, I would imagine that you're involved in some kind of leadership. And so you would probably check the works well box and you would cross out the rest well. Hi, I'm Pastor Bobby, and today I'm going to bring you another episode on Lift Leadership. Today's topic is self-care in leadership. I'm coming to you with 27 years of pastoral ministry, leading a local church for the past, the same local church for the past 21 years. I've been involved in leadership since high school, uh, in college, and several years in business, and then finally the bulk of my time in pastoral leadership. Thanks for those who have uh, tuned in and have uh, commented. We always like to hear comments of things that you are learning and things that you're growing in your leadership and ways that we're helping you in that process. So I invite you to, again, uh, make some comments down below. uh, Give us a thumbs up. Subscribe for future podcasts to come so that you can stay updated and uh, get your leadership lifted along your journey. Today's topic is self-care and leadership. This is really big in the current climate in which we're in, coming out of a pandemic when all of our routines were thrown up in the air and some came down and some are still settling. And one of the things that I realized in putting together this, this podcast is you don't have to tell a leader to work. We, that's what we do. That's who we are. It's ingrained into us. Uh, we, we work during the days. We think about our work at night. We may even dream about it while we're sleeping and we wake up again with another idea. So you don't have to tell us as leaders to stop working. You have to tell us to stop and rest. And so sometimes we often as leaders, since we're programmed to work, we think that rest is for sissies. It's for weak people. And we don't oftentimes embrace rest. We just grab another Red Bull and say, I'm going to make it through until this project is finished. Well, that's kind of my MO minus the Red Bull. I've never had one. So today we're going to look at this, this topic of governing, how to govern yourself and self-care. And uh, I, many times leaders look at this topic and say, oh, that's unnecessary. It's not needed in my life. It's really unproductive, uh, unproductive. But I want to, um, I want to take you to a different thought about self-care, and that is, what if, uh, when you have the proper self-care in your life, what if you saw it as an investment to increase your overall effectiveness? Would you consider self-care then, if you saw it as an investment to increase your overall? effectiveness well that's certainly what it is now when we look at self-care oftentimes we consider that what I call the data approach and that is uh, proper diet proper exercise are we getting enough sleep and do we have some way of emotional recovery and while those things are good and necessary and I believe contribute to good self-care honestly those things can be stressful in themselves when you think about needing to diet or you need to exercise or get sleep or, or find a way to uh, just replenish yourself emotionally. Now, 
I'm not really negating that we don't need to do those things. I mean, certainly you do need to get in your 1,000 steps a day. I, I get that. But what I want to focus on today in the area of self-care is not what I hear a lot of people talking about, and that is that I want to call self-care time for reflection, think time, vacationing without piling things up before we leave, recognizing there's going to be a tsunami waiting for us when we return. Those are the kind of things that I want to talk about today, which have been, you know, my MO in the past. I love to work. I'm a leader. I find it, find it difficult to rest. So the challenge with this is really if you're the primary leader of your organization or in a church setting or maybe a, um, a, a nonprofit, um, if you're the primary leader, you know, thinking about getting away to rest is very stressful. In fact, it's hard. And uh, so we have to think about it differently. And so we, we, we will be able to plan to recognize we're going to get greater benefits if we do. As I mentioned, diet, exercise, sleep, they're all needed and necessary. But uh, I want to talk about it in a, in a different way than, than perhaps it's normally approached. I heard a story about a Jewish man that was flying to uh, uh, the Caribbean. And the person beside of him asked him, so well, what are you going to do? And the man simply responded this. He says, I'm going to uh, enjoy the island that I own and just uh, sit and think about and enjoy three days of God's creation. That's it. And the person asking him that question was kind of astounded. That's all? He said, yep, that's it. Just going to go down to my island and enjoy three days of God's creation. I remember some years ago when I was, <clears throat> when I was getting a hold of this principle, I remember some years ago when I was getting a hold of this principle that uh, I took three days away, I believe it was, and, and I just took time to think and reflect and plan and dream and, and study, and I came back, and uh, that Sunday in, in when I preached the sermon, my wife was like, wow, what happened to you? And I said, well, that's the product of really getting away and having adequate, adequate time to think and reflect and to pray and to process it energized me, and so she, uh, um, you know, noticed that difference. The, the ultimate example, I think, is God himself. He took six days to create the earth, and on the seventh day, he rested. And so if God himself that created this universe that we enjoy and live in, if he needed to rest, then we certainly need to rest as well. Now, I'm supposing that I've uh, perked your interest, and so let's dive into a couple of the objections that, that uh, leaders have in not resting or not proper self-care. And the first one that I think of is, I don't have time. Very common. That happens. Our, our, our minds are so much engaged in even thinking about getting away or time away is stressful to think about. I remember some uh, time ago, uh, well, the kids were small and we were getting ready for a vacation. And so I'd gone to the grocery store to get a few items before we took off the next day. And I was standing there in line and uh, I actually forgot my debit card number. And I couldn't believe that I had forgotten my debit card number. 
and I couldn't believe my mind was blank. I mean, it was a blankety-blank moment <laughs> of forgetting the debit card number and couldn't believe that I'd forgotten it. I mean, that's how stressed out I was trying to get ready for vacation. Maybe you can relate to that. But um, as I think about the fact that, that when we, after we get away, it has such benefits for it, and it does for me and will for you. It renews us. It uh, brings fresh motivation and enhances our uh, creativity. The second uh, thing, object, objection that we have in, um, in why we don't do proper self-care or maybe get away for, for times is we say, I don't need it. Um, saying I don't need it, it, it's because we really enjoy working. I mean, I, I do. I enjoy working. And yet sometimes I have the same expectation of other people around me that um, I know, in other words, I think that they enjoy the same level of engaging in work that I do. And that's simply not true. It's not really a report on them. It's just that because we're the primary leader in giving vision, whether to our household or to a, a company organization, we're really into what we're doing. But I think when we make the, uh, the, the objection to say, I don't need it, what's happening is that we're viewing self-care or getting away for reflection and think time and dreaming time as a weakness. But really what is happening is it's exposing our insecurities. Now let me explain. You see, when, when we begin to think, I don't need it or I don't have time, really what it's doing, it's exposing the fact that we either can't delegate properly or can't take time ahead of time to delegate to others and to figure out how your organization is going to run while you're out. And so we suddenly become insecure about the fact of how are things going to go while we're gone. And it weighs on us so much that we then don't take time away. We think, I'm going to be out and I'm going to get that sales call that's going to just blow things out of the water and I'm going to miss it if I'm away. And we begin to adopt that kind of thinking, which is really just a, a, an insecurity that we, that we have. I, I love listening to Bob Goff. I don't know if you know that name. He has a podcast called Dream Big. And the thing that impacts me about, uh, he, he brings on people that are doing, just ordinary people, many that you've not heard, doing extraordinary things in the world, just starting nonprofits and NGOs and things that are just, just blowing it out of the water. But one of the things that Bob usually asks these people is, what are your insecurities? In other words, he recognizes that in order to accomplish something big, you have to blast through your insecurities in order to accomplish that. And I'm amazed at these people that you never would think. I mean, they're full of such confidence in the way they talk and describe their ministry and the way that they're growing and doing things that are changing lives. And yet they all have named one or two insecurities that they deal with. And even after they made it successfully, so to speak, they're still dealing with an insecurity that they have to keep at bay. So what are your insecurities in the leadership position that you're in? I can think of two for me. One is that uh, I question whether or not I really have something valuable to say that will benefit others. 
The second one is, I think I could really say it better than the other person talking. So what are those insecurities? Well, the first one's self-doubt, and the second one's pride. That's really what they are. And so I battle with those even today in the position that I'm in. About five years ago, I had a revelation about self-care that uh, I was obviously leading a local church, and uh, I have incredible people around me. But one of the things that uh, if you're a leader of your organization, you have the privilege of making up your own schedule. Now, I choose to be around the office, office hours, even though I can schedule myself out, I can schedule myself in, I can schedule myself gone, I can schedule myself for a retreat. I have that freedom and privilege, even though for the most part I schedule myself uh, in and out or around the office. But the thing that I really, it was kind of a new thought to me, is this in regard to self-care. If I don't take responsibility for me, nobody else will. And that might seem direct and cold and think like the people around you don't care for you. But think about it in another way. You as the primary leader, you're caring for others. You're bringing the vision. You're communicating the vision. You're, you're working out details of how the vision is going right. You're celebrating uh, how going wrong. You're celebrating when the vision is going right. You're supporting people in the vision. And so you're, you're, it's like you are taking care of others, and the question is, who takes care of you or me? And it just dawned on me, I need to take care of myself because nobody else is necessarily thinking about that. Now, I have great people. Once in a while, somebody will come up and ask me how I'm doing personally, and, and I appreciate that. For the most part, though, just the, the way that I am and, and who we are as a leader, people are not coming up to you, the boss, and saying, hey, you need a vacation. No, we're the ones that have to decide that. We're the ones that have to schedule that. We're the ones that have to decide that it's important enough for our self-care and the benefit and the wholeness of the organization and the company, the church, and, and we need to make sure that we do that properly. The other thing that is important in this regard is that you really set the pace. And so if you're going to be a workaholic, you're going to be at the, at, in the office 24-7 and there for every activity that happens, then you, people are going to uh, come around you and begin to do that as well. And guess what? You're going to get burned out, and so will they. And so you need to understand that you set the pace. You model for your people that if you take times for rest, then it's important that they take time for rest as well. And if you don't burn out, then they won't burn out. And you'll have proper self-care that you're engaged with. And you also communicate to others that they need to have self-care as well. So in leading a volunteer, a volunteer organization such as church or nonprofit, uh, you know, there's, there's times that uh, people let me know that they're not going to be attending an event. And so what I've decided is if, if it's valuable enough for them to let me know they're not coming, it's valuable for me to not judge their excuse. And I think that's important in a leader, particularly in a volunteer organization where, you know, you don't seem to always have enough. And then somebody that's important says, oh, I'm not coming this Sunday or I'm not coming to that event. Now, however, I do believe it's important for you to schedule times 
when your primary leadership is at an event and say, hey, we're all going to be here this time. But for the most part, people tell me I'm not coming or I hear about it later. I don't judge their excuse because what's important to them is important to them. It may not be important to me, but it's important and valuable for them to get away and do things. Who am I to judge it? That's just a decision that I've made on my part. Now I want to consider, you know, we've looked at excuses. I want to consider the benefits of rest. Again, I'm, I'm calling rest uh, just uh, time away to think, time away to plan, to reflect, maybe to dream, maybe to look at a problem in a different way because you're, you're in the fray and it doesn't seem to go away. So you need to approach it in a different manner. So what are the benefits of rest? I, I'm, I'm going to list three. There's probably more that you can find if you want to dig into this for yourself. But number one is rest recalibrates your body. Science has revealed the physical benefit of a recalibration when we have proper rest periods and schedules in our life. Probably uh, a, a greater degree, we de-stress when we rest. We, um, our mood changes when we rest have, and have proper rest. We have, a, have a, a, a different mood about us and it causes us to be refreshed. So the first thing that, that I want to share in the benefits of self-care is it recalibrates our body. The second thing I want to mention is that rest boosts our creativity. This should be a no-brainer in a sense. If we're, if we're wiped out, if we're tired all the time, we're not going to be creative. We're not going to approach things with fresh understanding and fresh insight and even communicate what we need to communicate in the vision with excitement because we're emotionally or, or mentally just worn out. And so as we, again, as we have these uh, periods of self-care and times of rest in place in our life, it will boost our creativity. It boosts mine, and I know it will boost yours. The third benefit that I see of, uh, of having proper self-care scheduled in our life is improves our productivity. And again, that should be a given. When you're, you're consistently wiped out, you're not doing your best job. But when you, when you get away and get some time to breathe and you come back in the office, you might be surprised you might love your job again <laughs> when before you were just kind of drudging along and now you come back you say I really like doing this again it's based upon PTO that you take and you're you're uh, you're just uh, stepping back and re-examining and looking at your decision-making process and coming back with fresh perspective it actually improves your productivity so those are three benefits I see of proper rest and self-care. Now I want to kind of uh, finish up today with looking at what are expected results. In other words, when we get properly rested, what is what should we expect to see changed in our life? Now we mentioned some of those, but uh, I'm going to dive in maybe a, a little different aspect. But before I do, I want to ask you the question, that is, what do you consider rest? And maybe this is the first time you're considering the possibility of proper self-care or rest. But then you have to ask yourself, what do you consider rest? 
what kind of activity now you're thinking wait a minute this is an oxymoron I'm talking about rest and an activity yes you see one of the things I had to shed was I thought resting was doing nothing and that's not true resting is not doing that it's not pulling out your nothing box and looking into the sky for three days and coming back revived no it's actually going away and and actually doing something that replenishes you spiritually emotionally and physically and it could be some type of activity my wife enjoys uh, on her ipad playing video game or not video games just just games like solitaire and stuff i mean they're they're in a sense mindless but that actually replenishes her now you get me in a room where she's playing that that stresses me out i am not a video game person some people love video games it energizes them me total stress what do i enjoy doing taking a walk mowing my yard chopping wood doing landscape type of things I actually love that because I'm doing something first of all it's very productive I can see the results right away and then also it's kind of mindless and I can think and dream and pray and get a different perspective on my life while I am doing that so having just described some things that my wife does or I do the question is do you know what kind of activity that you would actually consider rest uh, it could be sleeping but it may be uh, again something else that replenishes who you are you have to figure out that for you it's not necessarily just doing nothing but it's engaging in something that you feel refreshed and you come back with a different perspective now that I've looked at that what are the things that we should expect when we're fully rested and the main one that I'm going to hit uh, here is that we come away more grateful. More grateful for the organization that you serve and the people that serve around you and the place that you are in life. Just more grateful. You see, as leaders, we are in the trenches helping people solve problems, bringing vision. We are supporting people. We are correcting things, and all of that can actually cause us to look at the glass half empty all the time. But when you get away and you properly rest and do self-care, what's going to happen is you'll come away and you'll see the glass half full. That's what I mean by being grateful. And so I believe that one of the characteristics that for us to know if we've, if we've, come away fully rested is if we come back and we see the glass half full we see the things that are going right we see the, the the way that people are surrounding and catching the vision and doing it and we see that rather than the other way we normally work is seeing everything that's going wrong and all that we have to do and all that we want to do and we haven't done yet but proper rest flips that upside down and we become more grateful the other thing I want to bring up is to be able to now think about how you can schedule time away. Because if you're like I was for many years, I loved what I did, but I didn't take proper rest times away. And so I want to think about the time that, you know, nature is really set up for a time of work and a time of rest. I think of growing up on a farm and, and uh, come spring, it was planting season. So we tilled the ground 
We put the seeds in the ground, and then there was a rest period for a period of time while the plants were growing. And then harvest time, again, everybody was in and uh, harvesting the crops. And I think that we should look at our life in that kind of, of routine or scheduling, that we have times that we really jump in, and maybe we're going 24-7 for a week, but then we need to back off and go, wait a minute, I can't sustain that for long. I ha have to uh, be able to, to uh, uh, pull back and reflect at what I've done. And so, again, scheduling time away is a tough thing for a good leader because we're just programmed to work, and yet it's so necessary. I've found that in my life that we actually do that and be intentional about scheduling time away. The other thing I want to mention is to even look at your day, and that is what is a good routine throughout our day? Do I, you know, again, care for myself in the, in the normal ways, the exercise, the eating, the sleep? Do, do I have time that, uh, that I pull away from my work, don't take too much work home, and don't uh, get up in the morning and dive right in, but have moments and seasons where you're shifting to, to something else. Uh, electricity that we all enjoy is a great thing, and with it came the light bulb. But before that, people went to bed at, uh, you know, when the sun went down, and they got up when the sun came up, about 10 hours of sleep. Today, electricity and the light bulb has certainly interrupted that. And we can, at the f uh, click of a, a switch or flip of a button, uh, we turn lights on and we can be awake and do. And, and it's, it's invaded, again, our ability to properly rest. Heard a story about a missionary who had been on the field for many years, and, and then a young one came to really support the work that he was in. And, and the young guy came full of energy. I mean, he had vision, energy, vigor. He was just ready to jump in and do this thing and his first day in after lunch, the older missionary disappeared. And the young one was like, where'd he go? So he walked around the house and finally he found him and he was asleep. And the young guy just couldn't believe it. I mean, he was here ready to go and this older guy's asleep. And so he patiently waited until he woke up and said, what are you doing? There's so much work to do. And the older guy looked at him and said, son, I'm in it for the long haul. And we have to recognize that we have so much time here on this earth and we might be full of energy when we first start in a job or or that we that we're young and so but we need to think about the fact of how do I stay this stay in this for the long haul how do I finish well and those are things that we need to consider along the way and not just get to a place after we're burned out or have chronic fatigue that we try to make exchanges, uh, we try to make changes. No, we need to think about it ahead of time, which is why I'm bringing this podcast to you. Certainly, we can overextend ourselves, and yet uh, when we when we do that for a longer period of time, it is extremely detrimental not only to our health and our vision and our productivity, but even those around us that uh, that want to support us and see us do well. So what I'm really coming down to is self-care and having rest times away is actually a very mature way of doing life. And it's, it's not something we talk about in the, in the world of leadership that, uh, we, again, we have these excuses. I don't have time. I don't need it. 
and yet uh, we have to really evaluate and say, wait a minute, if I, if I have those primary excuses and really what I'm doing, I'm giving in to my insecurities and I'm letting my insecurities rule rather than my confidence rule. And so those break times are important that, that we need to schedule and not apologize for it. And in doing so, we're modeled, modeling to other people around us the importance of taking time in order to stay fresh and be creative and be productive and, and allow our, our, our bodies and our minds and our spirits to be at the best that they can as we walk through life in this. Lastly, I'm going to mention something just briefly, and that is that the devices that we have today are so incredible and so um, uh, needed, and it's a way we do life with our cell phones and, and, and uh, iPads and, and our, uh, our uh, laptops. But let me tell you, folks, that can be probably primarily one of the greatest distractions to rest. And I know that I struggle with it in my life, and yet I recognize there's times that I need to leave my device behind and I, I need to just let it set in a drawer on, and go for a drive. And I don't need to be tied to my device. And you probably recognize that as well, but I believe that that one uh, item that we can honestly get addicted to needs attention from us. And when we learn how to take a vacation where we don't have Wi-Fi, or we learn just to w go away and say, hey, um, you know, if my phone rings, somebody in the office can answer it. That, that in itself, just getting away from, from that can refresh us emotionally like something that we might not ever realize. I remember before cell phones, they had pagers. And for a period of time when I was in college, I, I was a, um, a chaplain in a hospital. And so come Friday night, the, uh, the, the regular chaplain would give me the pager. That could go off at any moment and usually signified somebody's in major crisis or a death had just occurred. And I specifically remember when I put that pager on my belt, there was an emotional weight that came over me that I carried all week long until he took it back on Monday morning. It was actually I was carrying the responsibility of that hospital and anything that could happen that they needed a, a chaplain's presence or input that I would have to go. And so sometimes we don't realize that some of these modern devices that we have actually weigh us down and keep us from the rest that we need. Well, I spent too much time on that one. I, I expected just to, to hit it and move on, but I, I really believe it's something that uh, you need to consider and I need to consider in scheduling our rest times as well as self-care. Well, I, I trust that uh, you gained something from our time together. And again, I'd love to see your comment about what was meaningful to you so that I can learn and you can grow. And uh, uh, our goal is to um, send out a podcast around the 25th of every month. And I'm delighted to say at the taping, of this one, you're going to hear it, but at the taping of this podcast, I'm headed for 10 days of vacation. My wife and I are getting ready to head out here in a couple of days and enjoy some time together. 
So, um, again, thank you for tuning in. It's exciting to connect with you in this way. And our goal is to lift up your leadership to a new level. Take care and rest well.